0: I don't know if I can go back. I'm so upset. Amsterdam is sobbing its head off right now at the thought of you not returning to Winkle forty three. I've been trying to go back and watch some I, I actually I didn't even someone sent me some old clips of mine that they had from their phones from like early shows of mine mm. and it reminded me I was like oh how do I get back to that new comic energy mm. where I didn't care so much about overthinking it and like the business side of it where yeah. where I've had managers feedback me to death and make me tune in my head about how this could be portrayed or where this is going to take me and and yeah I really think I need to take a step back somehow to like where where you weren't even thinking about your process
1: I once had a manager who I didn't end up signing with um, because of this conversation I like did a it was, I know, it was like a 12 minute set and like I touched on a lot of different things because I was just like I had a bunch of like half things I was working on. I'm like, I don't care that he this guy's here or not. These are things I need to explore, so I'm gonna do that. I did that. After he goes. Yeah, what's what's your overall angle though? What's our angle here? If I'm gonna market you, I wanna understand like you're kinda all over the map. So I don't really know what your angle is. I said- Because you're a person. I was like, my my angle is that these are things that interest me, and these are things I want to talk about, and they all are through the lens of who I am. And yeah. he goes, sure, but how do I market that? I'm like, so, so I don't know. I don't really care how you market that. That's your your situation, but like, that's not what I want to do. He goes, if you could just streamline it a little bit, I go, I can't it wasn't, I can't, it was, I won't.
0: So reassuring to hear you say that as a comedian that I think is funny, that is working, that I respect his personal life and balance and every, at least from what I can see of it. And I'm going to take it. I know it's an only an impression because I haven't like hung out with you a lot. And you're welcome to. (laughs) <laughs> sorry oh, I, just, I fuck no i don't want to hang out I'm with you standing i'm standing my ground from, from a distance which is the closest i want to get to you I um I, you're right for it's refreshing saying. to hear that because it is hard to take that stand and be like no i can be a player here in the long run who does the work i want to do and not have to cater to uh the demands of, can I squeeze you into a five minute late night set, which you still could. You have that stuff that you can do it, but we also not all, doing it on their timetable. We all have a five minute set and we can
1: all make it coherent and it would be lovely. But like, I am out here trying to build. Well, okay. I have more to say on that. Before I keep going, I yep. should introduce the tea that we're drinking because I haven't done that yet.
0: Is my tongue um, blue yet?
1: Is your, oh my God, your tongue is a little blue. I'm not Is it kidding. a little bit? It's a little bit. Yeah. Um the tea that we were drinking is Rishi's butterfly pea flower tea. Um it is phenomenal. It turns your water blue. And I think that's worth the tea. It's a itself. tide
0: pod. It's definitely a tide <laughs> yeah, pod. <laughs> yeah. I well, listen,
1: I've poisoned Maxi and we're just drinking detergent. Um it colors your water blue. It is a, a wonderful herbal tea, a tizan to be technical. It's great. And uh, you do it at 190 because it's a flour. You do it at 190. You do it for five minutes. You'll get a kick out of it. Honestly, I get a little bit of like corn and barley kind of aftertaste. I don't know why, but I like it.
0: Yeah. Oh, it does ta- kind of have that boricha taste. Yeah, because right, pea flour. Yeah. I don't Pe- know. I don't know, but I like it. Me too.
1: I recently for folks listening at home so i i i've seen you before in la and o- always thought you were and you were also by the way the first time we met incredibly nice so like i've always liked you um and i always thought you were funny but th- but i actually got the chance to see you very recently uh, we were both in amsterdam and i saw you perform there and she's wearing the shirt for those that are uh, for those that are listening just know she's oh, wearing the damn shirt it. no listen a lot of people watch this on youtube so uh, you, for those that are watching she just flashed it yeah, watch it on youtube she flashed the shirt not yep. not other stuff just a shirt um but I got to see you. What you do really well that I refuse to do is you have an economy of words. You are not going on wacky tangents. You are not playing fast and loose with your verbiage. You are, this is my joke. This is deliberate setup. This is deliberate punchline. And you. this is not telling you something you don't already know. People reacted very well to you. People loved it. I loved it. I turned to Jess and was like, really wish i weren't following that it's not kind of it's not what i wanted <laughs> i think i even messaged that to you i go not what i wanted to follow um <laughs> but but you know i mean it was fine but i was just like i, I legitimately right when i was like oh that's a bummer okay <laughs> gotta got focus here uh but you have a really good economy of words so as far as like tightness goes i feel like you have it i am someone who i've not written any of my jokes down ever so like all the jokes are just in my head and i play fast and loose with wording <laughs>
0: the The wording will lock you up, though. I'm I'm still exploring the process. I'm trying to find something that I can keep organized. The more material I make, and I want to update it. Like it is drowning me in notes and and remembering it, and then wondering what's funny at all. So like. The I thank you for the economy of words because in comedy theory, that sounds like it's a good thing. But sometimes it's just me trying to remember what was funny about this line to begin with. That is so interesting. Are you good at judging how good your bits are against each other? So when you need the fire material, you're like, bump that, go straight to that.
1: Decently, I will say that in my opinion, and this is just me, I try to open with something It is not just a joke. Mm -hmm. I want to open with something that conveys something about me that helps an audience go, oh, okay, that's what he's about. Oh, cool. Whatever it is, this is who I am Hi. If you like that joke, you're going to love the next however long. If you're like, this guy sucks, you know, right off the bat, tune out, take your phone out. I'm not for you. So that's what I try and do with openers. So I'm very good at, as far as that goes, figuring out what, what what is a good way to introduce myself to people where they know quickly I'm on board or I'm not on board. Mm -hmm. Do you not do that?
0: I always get up and try to comment on something in the room just to establish my voice and my grounding. Okay. But it makes a difference to me whether I'm hosting or doing a spot. I do a lot of hosting around town and I
1: do. I love hosting.
0: I enjoy it, but it feels like a different game. Like I feel like I have to approach it differently because the times that then I get inserted into the lineup as a regular comic. I feel like the audience treats you a little bit differently. You can walk on with a little bit more bravado of like, you should know who I am.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I the, think they
0: give you more credit. The one
1: thing I like about opening and hosting, there's no pressure. No pressure. You can do Totes. anything. Yeah. And I love talking to audience members all the time. I've done it from the minute I started. I love it. So I, cause I used to be in a band and I would talk to people in the audience when I played music. So as far as this goes, I'm like, easy. So I'll literally go hosting. Just be like,
0: I literally just look at something like, what's good? What are you up to? Yeah, totally comfortable. Yeah, where are you at? When did you transition out of the band? Um, or why? Yeah, Better ooh, question. Listen,
1: we all were doing too much drug. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's just like a behind the music. Uh, no, I was in a band from 16 to 22. And um, I was the lead singer and guitarist. And um, still love all those gentlemen to this very day. Uh, I discovered I liked the banter between the songs more than I enjoyed the songs Wow! and just got to a place where we had run out of money. We couldn't, we were, we had started to work on a, uh on a second album that just like couldn't find a producer that we landed with that really worked. And we didn't have the money to afford the studio time. If we didn't have label involvement and we were all just like, and then our drummer was like, listen, I I got a job at IBM. I think I'm going to take it. And I was like, you should. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, and then eventually like I got, uh, offered a job that I wasn't going to take in Minneapolis. Cause I lived, I'm a New Yorker. And I was like,
0: well, oh. and I know then from your phone number. <laughs> the,
1: oh yeah. True. Um, and I was like literally getting to a place where I was like, I'm not, I'm just going to tell them no. And then like the band dissolved. Uh, and I found out that my girlfriend at the time was, um, investigating her other opportunities with a different gentleman
0: but you were going to say something different but that's also still bad yeah no (laughs) it wasn't
1: great and um wasn't a huge fan of his and uh and i was just like okay and i got trashed that night like literally went up to the bar we were at a happy hour went up to the bar and ordered four shots of tequila because they were being paid for by this company i don't remember who it was none of us worked there we just knew someone who knew someone bought four shots and my buddy who is my bassist in the band goes dude i told you i'm not doing tequila shots with you he's like you kind of have to find someone else to do the other two and i go no these are all for me and he goes he just looks at me and goes okay what happened clearly something happened yeah and i told him he goes yeah i'll do another i'll do four yeah i'll also do four i'm gonna I'm do them with him in it with you i'm doing them. that's
0: a good friend he's the
1: best yeah so i ended up getting super hammered in the next day super hungover. at like midday i just called general mills and was like you know if the offers on the table I'm taking it and they were like okay
0: i miss a shots night even if it's for an emotional reason i miss i miss that i don't know that i feel safe enough with anyone in la to do that where do you, you, what your boyfriend you wouldn't do that with well i mean i feel like i would need to carve a little bit that night out to be like look I need to get just fucking slammed tonight. Like let loose. Yeah. And I would probably have to carve out that space of like, I might be sloppy. Like I might be needing to be taken care of. I might say things. I'm sorry. Or needing to go like out with friends and do that, but still feel like I'm not going to be a burden on anyone who's just trying to have like an easy night or God forbid I do it around a ton of comics and any of them are out for me for some reason. And like, I don't know, take a video that maroons me. I don't know. I have I have paranoid fears. When I think about all the times I was trashed and made it, I'm like, I really should not be so reckless Hold moving not. forward.
1: What neighborhood in LA do you live in? North Hollywood. Okay. If you're ever willing to meet in the middle, I'm going to tell you two things. Number one, I will 100% get hammered with you. Um, You know, there's no weirdness. We're both in relationships. We can just be two people having fun, getting two hammered. People.
0: Getting messy. Right.
1: The second thing I will pitch to you, and listen, I hope you choose me, but if you don't, I understand.
0: Okay, I got a rose at the ready.
1: Jess would, in a
0: heartbeat,
1: if she, so she sometimes likes to rage. I rage very infrequently. So if she's, here's she has an opportunity. If you're just like, if you literally, I'm not exaggerating. Y'all have met twice. If you message her and go, hey, I'm looking to get hammered. Do you want to just, like, come out and get hammered? This girl would be in the car before she texted you back.
0: Fuck yeah. She loves it. So
1: I'm just telling you, if you're looking for people, and she's not a comedian, she doesn't care about any of that Fuck shit. yeah. So you could easily go get hammered with her, but I do think I'd, I'd also be fun. But, like, you know, it's whoever you want. <laughs> it's fine. Is your, uh? and by the way, tell me if you don't want to talk about your relationship, and you okay. certainly won't, but is your boyfriend comedy?
0: No, thank God. Uh, he Best decision
1: you could ever make. <laughs>
0: have made that decision So have I, before. and it's terrible. Horrible. Not Horrible. good. Yeah, not good.
1: Um, it only works for like, like Julia Austin and Nick Tarvella works for them. It works for Matt, o, uh, works for Matt O'Brien freaks. and Julia Ladkowitz. Like they're great too.
0: Kelly Ryan. And, oh, um, Kelly Ryan and Bruce. Yep, great, yep, great, yep. great.
1: Really, I'm, I am love those. We're jinxing all of them. Those six people, huge fans yeah. of all of them. Yeah. It, I don't think it would work for me.
0: I'm getting to a place of less competitiveness with the stand-up that I don't think I would hate dating someone who maybe got further along than me or something. Oh, I would
1: want to date someone who's further along than me because I feel like they would literally be like, I'm going to bring you
0: along. And I'd be like, (laughs) thank you. I'm trying
1: and it's not working. I need a little help. If one of us is getting us up there, it's going to be you, not me. Let's get us up.
0: I think I would hate it for the neuroses reason. Like, There's a reason all of us are in comedy. We're predisposed to certain things. I think a lot of people aren't Comedians to try to be funny or to try to be writers. I think there's a behavioral element that some of them just want to be able to get away with a certain thing. I think
1: you're totally right. I 100% agree with that.
0: So I think that's where dating a comedian comes into contact with that person where you're like, oh, you just wanted the cloak of a comedian to excuse some of the stuff you do.
1: Yeah, I i completely agree. um It is really funny. So you probably know this. Like, I'm, I'm a clean comic, and people go, people are always like, Oh, uh, like your humor just doesn't skew that way. And I'm like, no, it 100% skews that way. I'm filthy offstage.
0: It is so hard to be a clean comic. Who is saying that? Well,
1: yeah, I've had multiple people say that. And I Comics go, or civilians? Both, <laughs> both. Wow. And I cool. just go, I go, no, no, I make a choice to do that. And I go, why? And I'm like, I don't want to memorize two sets of jokes. I don't want to memorize two versions of my own jokes. I don't want to do any of that. I want to create as little work as possible for me. Now being a clean comic is for me personally hard. I would love to just get up and, you know, tell an appropriate shit up there. Yeah. It would be a blast. But like, I don't have to change my set if Jess's parents are gonna be in there. I don't have to change my set if someone's looking for a late night spot. I don't have to change my set if if I'm doing a family friendly room.
0: Any of the paying shows are more likely to be clean. Cruise, I, corporate, blah.
1: I was gonna say I've done multiple corporate shows and didn't have to do a thing different
0: nice I was like cool yeah
1: you know and, but yeah so I, I I I think like I don't look for that like I want to say inappropriate stuff because I'm a comic I'm using that cloak I don't want that I'm like I'm here to do a job I love doing this but I want it to be a career so I'm gonna treat it like one yeah and all these people are like I wonder what offensive thing I could say tonight I'm like
0: why how do you do that? I coach, uh, like beginner level stand up students. Amazing. And one of them recently wanted to work on new material, and she's like, "I want this material to make people uncomfortable." And I, I had, hmm. she was like, "I, I had to be like, that's going to be easy." So, like, do you want this to be something that people laugh at, which is harder, it's going to take a lot more tooling, or do you want to just set it out there for the shock value and you'll feel good about that if that's what you want? But I got to tell you, it's pretty easy to make people sit there in silence. And what did she say? I'm not sure she has the the stage experience yet to understand or appreciate the difference. You know when you went in and it was kind of like, or for me, my first year, I was deaf the entire time. I like could not have known whether or not people were laughing. I was just tunneling oh, sure. through my stuff, sure. and thinking I was doing fucking great. Oh yeah, <laughs> and just first year I was tell. doing it.
1: I was like, should I be on TV? I,
0: think so. I would text friends after like writing one joke and be like, I think this is the basis of my first late night set. <laughs>
1: I love that. I Somewhere, love Drew that. Landry
0: has that text. <laughs>
1: are you? So are you? Are you tight with him? Been, you're I am friends with him.
0: I don't see him as much as I should, and that is a big thing on me. I feel that, that I don't way about hang.
1: every comic I'm friends with. I know. I, I feel know. that way about you. Yeah. I, I had I had so much fun seeing you in Amsterdam, and then I was like. I kind of see her.
0: But I also, it makes me look forward to shows in L.A. Of course. It's like, oh, we get together and see each other in these shows. I'm kind of glad one result of the pandemic was that, like, instead of stacking shows and your status coming from being like, sorry, I got to get off to another show. Now I feel like we actually do, especially also being the independently run shows and you're a little bit more um, beholden to whoever's running it because maybe it's their actual backyard or something. Absolutely, But I feel like we actually sit and hang and watch each other's sets now and like, are Absolutely. having a good time with each other rather than dashing off. I so do you know Christy Bana? Yeah.
1: So she reached out to me and she goes, "It's like, hey, I have this show, can you host?" And I was like, "Absolutely." And she was like, "I'm so happy to hear that." And I go, "I'm gonna be honest, I would have said yes, anyway." But I've seen who you surround yourself with, and if that is any indicator of who you're booking. I'm gonna have a boatload of fun. So like, yeah. She's like, it's in Pasadena. I go, listen, I live in Venice and I'm still saying, let's go.
0: Awesome. Like
1: I because it, it's a like at this point in my life, if it's people I like, and by the way, the lineup is in fact people I like, but if it's like people you like, I'm like, yeah. Like I don't want to be the person who just like artificially hangs at places, but I definitely want to be the person who's like, like, you know, I mentioned, I think to you I mentioned Kazim earlier. I was talking about Kazim at some point this evening, and I literally just thought to myself, I'm like, I don't get to see him a lot. Yeah. I'm very excited to see
0: him. And it's also okay, though, or I have to tell myself it's okay to not have to manufacture, because there's so many comedian friends we love to see. Of course. We can't possibly set up a coffee date with all of them, like, in rotation to make sure we see them at least once a month. Like, that's just not realistic. It's just a nice treat.
1: I don't see people I, I like, love in, like that I'm related to that yes. often. Anywho, before we continue, I want to get to our first segment. Are you Great. ready? Yes. Okay. It's called The Newly Friend Game. It's like the newlywed game, but we're friends. Um, And what I want to do for you, now obviously I adore you outside of this, but I feel like, you know, I, I want to joke as if we're in a movie, we'll always have Amsterdam. I'm going to ask you, your question is going to be Amsterdam related, okay? Okay. My question for you, and don't tell me the answer, write it down, and I'm going to see if I can guess your answer, is what is your favorite part about Amsterdam it's not some what's your favorite physical location what is your favorite thing about Amsterdam uh flipping porn on one two three canal side cafes Uh, I said the friendly culture just around like drinking drugs uh,
0: and being yourself it does feel like a college campus there I love it
1: I just like the fact that like if you say hey I I wanna like okay there was a gentleman who was at the show with us Mm -hmm. who was like uh, who said to me? I said to some one of the local Amsterdam people that uh, I wanted to do shrooms, and they were like, "Cool, if you're looking for someone, I'll do shrooms with you." And I was like, "This culture is so friendly.
0: Literally, They're to literally take to- the time in your day to do that, because that doesn't take five minutes."
1: Um, yeah. And I'm just like, "This is lovely." I didn't know how to write that idea, but like, that- it's like that, like it's like a supportive, like friendly I know. energy. Oh, it is. But you said canal-side cafes, which is a great answer. Thank you. Um, they're both great answers. I love the canal Because they're side both cafes. true. I love sitting down. Um, there was a cafe that it was not necessarily canal-side. It was canal-adjacent. That um, is called Winkle 43. Yes. And I went, and I had the apple pie. And I loved it. Did you have the apple pie?
0: Apple pie everywhere in Amsterdam. Great.
1: Well, I'll tell you this. I don't want to be controversial. I went a second time. And I, I swear to you, this was not the same as the first one second time it had raisins in it and i was like and i hate raisins i know yeah i cannot stand it's my least favorite food literally raisins are demons that hide in your food (laughs) and i found a raisin and i was so put off i was like i I
0: can't i don't know if i can go back i'm so upset amsterdam is sobbing its head off right now the thought of you not returning to winkle 43
1: i yeah i'm sure they care so much um i do want to go back just to hang it boom again um but like, yeah, I just the oh wow, the raisins. Um anywho, okay. Same question for me. What is my favorite thing about Amsterdam? I don't know if you're gonna catch this, but I'm gonna, we'll see. <laughs> I put a strong one and a baby two. How great would it be if I just wrote the Anne Frank house? Like, how great <laughs> would that be? It's not the truth. Um, okay, flip your board on three, one, two, three oh okay those are that's okay well oh, really wow. good guess so so maxi wrote museums and then in little writing wrote coffee um I thought you mentioned you were coffee um i was drinking coffee there but i gotta be honest uh uh the coffee there was uh hard to find and not always the best
0: what kind of coffee were you drinking
1: um i just i, I would just order a cappuccino but they would always give me a latte. It was very confusing. Okay. And I was just like, what's happening here? Mm. Okay. Um, the other thing, and I don't, I, you know, I, was drinking, I drink hot coffee as much as I drink iced coffee. You cannot get iced coffee there. You can, but it's weird. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is, I just wanted an iced coffee. What am I, what is this? What
0: am I drinking? Um, Dutch pancakes, you wrote. I, so wrong. I wrote, so
1: my main one that I wrote was walking over the bridges and canals at night.
0: Especially in the summertime. It, Flowers are out. The sky is light. It was incredible. Freaking! if Disneyland were open at night and also fully fleshed out and not just facades.
1: 100%. (sighs) That's perfectly put. That is correct. That is correct. I believe that. And then in parentheses, I wrote Dutch Pancakes because I love the Dutch Pancakes. They were very good.
0: So good. And also, each place has them a little bit different. I agree. Which is nice to see what they do with them. We went
1: to, and I know I talked to you about this because we messaged about it. I went to that carousel place. It's a breakfast place in a carousel, in an old carousel.
0: Oh, my God. No, I, I haven't been to that
1: I, we went and that's where we had the dutch pancakes yes and i think they were like i don't remember the name they were, they got some wacky name that i don't remember and i was and i was like oh, i don't know about these They ended up
0: being delicious you really can't go wrong with any combination of flour apple butter you know like <laughs>
1: yeah actually now that you put it that way yeah <laughs> I, I, I literally all you said were ingredients and i was like whatever that is i'd eat it <laughs> i was like that sounds great
0: what made you think of walking over the bridges and canals that night? Was that because Jess was there and it was a very romantic scenario?
1: I felt so. Jess's birthday happened when we were in uh, Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. And um, I had said to her, I was like, I-, I was more gung-ho about her birthday than she was.
0: Happens. Are you
1: someone who like likes your birthday or you don't like your birthday?
0: i like to do something for my birthday, but I have to force my boyfriend to let me do things for his birthday.
1: Okay, so you you and I are dating our opposites. Yeah. So I said to Jess, I was like, she's like, it's not a big deal. And I was like, it is a big deal. It was the day you were born. And that means a lot to me. So uh, we're doing something. Yeah. And you don't have a say.
0: Enjoy it. And
1: she goes, I said, what do you want? She goes, I don't know. And I was like, well, think of something. And she's like, like a, like a
0: dessert waffle. And I said, we're in the right place, baby. I said, listen,
1: I'm going to look up the best dessert waffle Within a five mile radius here, and we're gonna go walk there right now, because we both like walking. Look it up. We walked at about mm, starting at about eleven thirty at night. Felt hundred percent safe. Yep. Felt like everywhere you looked was beauty. It was fun. The streets weren't overcrowded. We get to the dessert place. It's open. There are people sitting at the tables, hanging out. We had a delicious dessert waffle. We both had a lot of fun with it. And then instead of walking directly home, we just kind of like wandered, wandered around and we got home, I don't know, two thirty, three in the morning, but it didn't matter because we never felt scared. And We never felt in danger. And we always just like it was magical.
0: It is magical. I can't describe it to people who haven't been there that. Yeah, I wear my. When I, when I go, I look like such a dork because I purposely plan shoes that I can just walk, 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 mm. walk in. Like, Not dorky at all. You never want to stop. And I kept meaning to like prepare or do work, but I was like, I just want to get out and walk. I got to get out into the city and just walk around. Oh, it yeah. just feels so good. Every every corner you turn, every street you walk is just, ah.
1: I loved it. Yeah. I love Amsterdam. She goes, should we move here? I said, we can't, but I like where your head's at.
0: The friends... Who lived there, assure me, the rest of the year, I was like, is this just feel magical because I'm technically on vacation and like away from L.A.? And they're like, this is like this the entire year for us. I was like, no, it must just be because we're here for a special week once a year and the rest of the time you're stressed and busy and like, no, this is literally how it is. Do you ever think about moving abroad? (sighs) Oh, yeah, lots. Would you? I totally would. I don't know now where moving would get me. Like, in terms Comedy-wise. of... wise I'm not even sure I care. I'm okay. like, okay, if I move, where am I going? I keep thinking back to New York or Europe or anything, and I would love the adventure of it, but I'm still in that mode of, like, what am I doing with my life? Am I doing anything with my life? Uh, what would I do there as a reason for being there? But that shouldn't matter. You could just enjoy being there. I was about
1: to say that one of my biggest fears is that on my deathbed... Someone's going to be like, what What did you do wrong? And I'm like, I always worried about what any choice I would make would do to the trajectory of my life and my comedy career as opposed to just chasing the things that made me happy regardless of the impact. I I fear that's what I'll say. Mm-hmm. I do know that if I were to have a tombstone, which I don't want, but if I were to have one, it will absolutely say – To make a long story short, because that's what my whole life I've said that phrase and I've never once made one short.
0: (laughs) Do you think you would move somewhere for a year? And I mean, it's not so theoretical because you're with Jess, your partner. So like would moving somewhere for a year just for the fuck of it be a viable option? Or do you guys like to have a plan for what you're going to do there?
1: Like if I, when you say moving somewhere for the fuck of it, like you're not saying like if we show up
0: and figure it out. Oof, I don't know just about that. to say, like, I want to live here for a year just for the experience of my soul being in this city and getting to enjoy it without worrying about planning for the next five years.
1: My my big worry, I, I, which I again I is a problem is like I think like, well, I won't advance in my comedy career by if I move to Amsterdam, I won't be able to work a lot of material. I don't know that the stand up scene is so vibrant over there. I need to be somewhere where there are boatloads of mics and shows and places I can work and I can get road work and do all that stuff. And I can't, like, that's where my head immediately goes. Yeah. Which is probably not healthy. It's probably not great.
0: No, it's probably a good sign that you actually care about this. My mind lately has been like, fuck it.
1: <laughs> I think Go. with every year that passes, I never thought I'd be on the Mount Rushmore of comedy. I was certain. And also, I don't want that pressure. But... I think with every year that passes, I, I like, you know, we, we take a step down the rungs. So I'm literally just like, like I never wanted to be up there, but it was like, oh, could I like do theaters? Well, we're probably taking a step down from that. Can I do clubs? Well, who knows at this point? Can I make more than $20 a set? Well, I don't know. So we just feel like we keep just like, you know, going down and eventually yeah. I'm just like, well, once we hit zero, I'm going to yeah. go do something. But like I, I it is, very much in the way that the older you get physically, your grip gets weaker. The older I get, my grip on my dream feels like it gets weaker and that the dream slips away from me.
0: Do you? Th- I hear that because I'm grappling with it now of like, how much do I care about what were these quote unquote dreams versus. Mm like the reality of living those dreams, they're not always dream moments. Correct, yeah. And uh, I had a woman in my spin class, we were just talking about it. She kept using the word moments and it was so fitting because she was like, yeah, even people who are the most successful in this industry or acting or any part of the entertainment industry, their best moments come amidst so many long slogs of work and struggle and unhappiness that it's like, are those brief moments worth it? They're not even guaranteed. No. Yeah. So sometimes it seems like would something less exciting, but on average more consistent bring you more happiness cumulatively? It's it's hard. There's no one to tell us, I wish someone would just be like, you're gonna make it, or even better. You're never going to make it. And I'm someone who with absolute certainty can say it. I've seen them all and you are not going to make it. And then I could just be like, thank you and walk away.
1: (laughs) I tell, I've told Jess all the time. So my day job is I work in sales and I've told her that the answers you want in order of how you want them is yes, no, and then down at the very, very bottom, leagues below is maybe. Maybe is the worst answer in the world because yes and no are definitive. Yes. Maybe is not. And I said to Jess, comedy is not a meritocracy. Comedy is a series of entropic events that may swing your way and may not. And just because you work the hardest doesn't mean it will swing your way. Mm -hmm. And you could do fuck all and it could swing your way. The problem with all that is that you are living in in a in a consistent eternal maybe, and yes! it's the worst place. Yes,
0: there's just
1: no winning. There's no winning in maybe.
0: I love getting together with comics. Like we're the best support group for each other because <laughs> yeah, we're the yeah, only yeah. ones who get it. Without being like, oh, man, you get to be on a stage speaking your truth. It's like, but there's I mean, a cost.
1: I said to someone the other day, they were like, "Why do you? Why is pursuing comedy so important to you?" And I said, whatever higher power one subscribes to, and you know, I, I'm agnostic, so I, it is me openly admitting I have no clue what the right answer is. I always tell people, I'm like, I am not so cocky as to believe that I have the answers to what controls this world, but I'm intelligent enough to not believe the people who say that they know. That's my, that's all, I, that's as far as I can go religiously. However... Regardless of what power one subscribes to, I believe that we are all here for some reason. And for me, I think that the the value of being able to bring joy to someone and bring someone laughs, even if they're ephemeral, bring someone laughs. Maybe they're having a hard week. Maybe they lost someone they love. Maybe they got fired from a job. Maybe they just got the wrong coffee in the morning and it ruined their whole day, whatever it is the value of being able to make that person laugh and give them relief from that, whatever it is for the briefest period of time is so much more important to me than anything else I've ever been able to do. And that is why I want to do that. Mm -hmm. I think that has more value than anything I can provide on this earth. I'm not super athletic. I'm fine at my day job, but Mm -hmm. I don't think that's changing the world. I'm a decent cook, but not good enough that I can really make anyone blow their mind. But like, this is one thing I know how to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I want to do it. And that is like the greatest motivator and the biggest, uh, uh, the biggest thing that could keep me failing at this for a long period of time.
0: Nice. I like that. I don't know. Where, no, where I like a service based approach to it. <laughs> well, it's, no, I want to be of service to the world. And part of my problem with first being an actor and then being a comedian is yep. like, if I don't do well enough at this, then I'm not even justifying to me what was the flimsy, justification of like give people relief with entertainment to watch mm. and it was like at least that feels like giving something to the world but there are times where I go the world doesn't need my voice or the world doesn't need specific me specifically in stand-up. Stand-up wouldn't care if I walked away and so you know you go through those highs and lows and you can find evidence for both ways depending on what you want to convince yourself of and then I have Absolutely. days where I like write down that someone said someone- something nice to me after the set that made me think Oh no, this isn't for nothing. It's not an accident. Uh, not everyone could make those people laugh. Like this is a skill that you've built up. Like, but that is true.
1: Like, I can't stress enough. And this is going to sound weird to anyone who's not a comic, but will make so much sense to people that are.
0: Yeah, this is really the comics podcast. I know. I don't know we do other I conversations. You, we don't
1: usually have these kinds of conversations, but this
0: is exactly what I was hoping to like pick your brain about. Anyway, so yeah. perfect.
1: Yeah, I will say. And and again, I think you'll really get this. I often hate watching stand-up. Yeah, right? It's terrible. It's the worst. hate it. And oftentimes I want to build with other people. And if they're not my friends, I'm like, oh. Yeah. Can't wait. This is great. When you went up before me and I watched your set in its entirety. Which is very nice of you. I genuinely was like, that was a lot of fun. Aww. That was very funny.
0: And it was
1: and I say this is a major compliment because not a lot of people, it was very punchline heavy. It had like you were never far from a great punchline. And I was like, this is great. So understood that like you are like in 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 the framework of what you just said about your cataloging, catalog the fact that I don't like watching stand up, and I really enjoyed watching you. Jess doesn't like watching a lot of stand-up, and she enjoyed watching you. So regardless of anyone else in that room, who, by the way, everybody loved you, but regardless of that room, that was 130 people sold out. Two people for sure who don't like it loved what you did.
0: Josh, I'm going to dine out on that <laughs> for my mental health for six months at least. Good. And thank you for being generous with your compliments. Cause you do know how I mean many it. comedians feel like they have to not like somehow, somehow supporting other comics is gonna make them feel like more. You know exactly I know, what I'm I talking hate about. It. Yeah. The people this is why I was so excited to be here. Yeah. The comics who can also be fucking people that's who i want to be around this is not an hour of bits um no.
1: i don't do that not that you you know it's lovely and it's, it's got its place that's not why i want to i literally like the the point of this podcast is having people i admire over for a cup of tea that's the whole thing it's the whole thing yeah and your and your tongue is blue Yay! and that's probably as good a time as any to take a silver lightning round
0: are you ready i'm ready
1: This is five fast questions. They do not at all have to be fast answers. Honestly, live in it for as long as you want. Um, these are just the five questions we end every episode with. Awesome. Uh, question one What is a favorite ritual of yours? So mine is brewing tea. It mm-hmm. really brings me a lot of joy. What's a ritual that you do that you like?
0: I really love getting a workout in. That's great. It ritual. feels like using my body because like I take it for granted so much and and yeah like forgetting what a big part of us it is to take care of and then just the doing of it i get to zone out not think be purely my body and just be a brute and like feel like i did something right that day that took no thought
1: what is like do you have a workout of choice like for example i know some people love running some people like cycling Mm -hmm. lifting weights whatever is there a particular workout for you I'm sure you do all of them, but is there one that you do where you just go, this is, I look forward to this one.
0: I can only do this when I'm like home in Seattle or somewhere with beautiful, cool weather and trails, but I do love a run. Okay. I hate it here in LA. It's pavement, it's smog, it's heat.
1: Pavement's really hard on the knees.
0: It is. um, But when I'm like home on soft trail dirt and you know, there's trees and it smells beautiful and I can just zone out and like, in nature. um, That feels so therapeutic. That's a a, a great answer. Floating.
1: Question two, what is a running bit you have with a friend or partner that makes you laugh?
0: Drew Landry and I, Uh it had just got resurfaced. uh, We have this running bit that I have no idea why, but Somewhere along the line, we had a joke that Casey Affleck was one of our friends and that Casey Affleck is going to come to one of our shows or Casey. Anytime we're together, Casey Affleck will be there. And that's part of the draw. Like he invited me to his birthday party and he's like, Casey's going to come. And I'm like, oh, that's the only reason I'll be there. Not to see you. Obviously. Um no idea. No idea. You don't idea. know how we're this like, started. Don't even know how it started, but we were joking about him and of course it just became our benchmark for like whether or not some something was gonna be fun. It was is it worth Casey's time? Would Casey be there? Because if Casey he's not there, there, I'm not there. like I'm not like I love you to death, but like no, yeah. I'm sorry. Is he's he like, doing I wanna 10? try
1: I wanna try this new cupcake. You're like, would Casey want it? You know. I'm sorry. <laughs> um that's fantastic um question three can you do an impression of one or both of your parents and the worse the impression the better don't try to be accurate we don't care about any of that
0: i just remember my mom storming around being like jesus fucking fucking fuck fuck jesus fucking god fucking damn it shit fuck. As a kid, and now being like, was she Tourette's?
1: I legitimately already <laughs> love your mother. Like, I, 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 Can I tell you something? I feel what you just did most days. <laughs> yeah. I don't say it all out loud, but God, if I don't feel it.
0: Full <laughs> throttle. Full throttle. Not a bit of filter. Uh,
1: you know what, though? I will say that my parents <laughs> both started cursing around me at a very young age. I remember once I was in the car. I was probably six. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And my dad, I don't remember what he said, but he was like, blah, 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 you know, and it fucking sucks. And I said to my dad, I go, hey, can I ask you a question? And he goes, yeah. And I go, how do I know when I'm allowed to curse in front of you? Because you just cursed in front of me. And my dad goes, well, I cursed in front of you because I felt like you were mature enough to hear that and understand that the the way I used it was within the context of what we were talking about. I don't just say that word all the time. I don't say it at anybody. He goes, but I said it in the context of what we're talking about. Now, I'm young, so I don't fully understand this. And he goes, so I'll tell you this. If you're around me and just me and whatever you're saying needs that, you can use it. And I said, really? And he goes, I want you to also remember every time you think it needs it, very unlikely that it does. But you'll know if there's a moment that really needs it, you can say it.
0: Did you just crack him up the next time you did it?
1: I said it probably uh, later that night. Uh, I don't remember what was happening, but it was something along the lines of like, like, my mom was like, all right, you two, like, you know, blah, 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 like, clean up the table, like, you know, me and your sister are going to do this, <laughs> and I look at my dad, and I was like, this fucking sucks, <laughs> Like
0: you know? <laughs> Were you just biding your time the entire day, like, when's the right
1: moment? I never it stopped depends. thinking about it. Exactly, I, was I on bet. It. I'm literally there with, like, notes, I'm like, okay, this could be, I don't know, love that, mm. let me chop <laughs> it. Like, I'm, I was ready, um, but yeah.
0: That is some real slick parenting of your dad.
1: Um, Question four. Have you ever experienced imposter syndrome? And if so, is there a particular moment that sticks out to you?
0: Uh, this is kind of a fluff example, but um, the beginning of the pandemic, someone reached, someone was, um, reached out, they were starting an athletic clothing company and they had personal trainers doing Zoom workouts to help promote the clothing. And I kind of said to myself, fuck it, I could do that. And they reached out about my rate and, uh, i I'm not a per- I'm not a certified personal trainer or anything, and I hadn't taught on Zoom of all things and i but in my head, I was like, I can put together a workout and lead a workout and so you know i I set a healthy rate because I wanted to yeah i I was like, did I quote too much for me to deliver on? and like, was that okay of me to do? And my boyfriend made me definitely get freaked out because the day was coming of me putting on this glass and i was like i feel like i have the basics but You know, I charged them a lot for it. And he's like, well, then you better be able to deliver. And that I was like, "Ah, I thought I was going to be able to deliver. But now that you said it out loud, I'm not sure that I can. And, of course, the day of, there were so many Zoom things going wrong. The workout was fine. The people could not have cared. I promoted it well like I would a stand-up show. So a ton of my friends came and it, it accomplished what it was supposed to. And no one from the company had any complaints. But leading up to it, I was like, am I? okay to be leading this and like calling myself a yes. trainer? Yes. I can't believe he said that. It's it's one of those things where it's like, uh, it shouldn't have scared me because all he's doing is saying it out loud. He's not like doing it, but it's the kind of thing that gets me mad at him all the time where I'm like, you don't understand how suddenly that like puts the clutch of fear on my heart. No difference has been made. Nothing has actually happened, but you saying it out loud now makes me question it.
1: last question what is your favorite tea and and i would i usually say what's your favorite
0: tea or comfort but i know you drink tea yeah so what is your favorite tea um i love a really good breakfast tea whether irish breakfast english breakfast whatever it is with a little bit of milk it's just that perfect creamy flavor
1: any particular Uh, kind of milk Uh, alt milk or a normal just a dairy milk creamier the better um i'm gonna recommend if you haven't had it um and i can send you a link um Marej frere which i'm probably mispronouncing it's french has a uh wonderful paris breakfast tea it's one of my favorite teas Ooh. in this whole wide world and did was, you find it in france or how did you discover this a friend of mine was like i mentioned that i like breakfast teas yeah and he said have you had this and i said no he goes paris it's gonna be one of the breakfast. best teas you've ever had and mm-hmm. he was not wrong mm-hmm. to this day
0: i could make that my weekend tea for sure
1: you're going to love it. And if I don't get a text, if you end up making it, being mm-hmm. like, this is great, I will be upset. Good. 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 Um, that's a podcast. How do you feel? I love it. Well, thank you for coming. You're the best, and you're always welcome back. Thank if you for you- talking to me. That was Maxi Wittrack. You can follow her at Mad Maxi with two Ds on Instagram and at Maxi Wittrack on YouTube. Steep Conversations is produced and edited by Elliot G.B., our associate editor is Martin Alvarez. Our theme song and additional music are by Oliver Hymack. Our cover art was done by Neil Fraser with photography by Matt Mazisco. Social media by Dia Viegas. Please write a review and rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts and wherever else you can. You can send any questions, comments, newly friend game suggestions, or tea suggestions to steepcombos at gmail.com or tweet us at steepcombos. I'm Josh Lanzette, and you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at Josh Lanzette. We'll be back next week, so until then, happy steeping.
0: I've never baked or cooked well, and when I started cooking dinners for my boyfriend, it was definitely an act of love.
1: Do you make a lot of fish or meat?
0: Mostly fish. He's pescatarian. As am I. Mm-hmm. Love him. What's his name? God, you guys should get together. I was going to say, why aren't we his friends? His name's David. And it's a, such a solid Nice name. Jewish name. Such a solid name. Not Jewish, but he could be for you now listen i don't
1: need him to be um